welcome to the Artist Academy podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists that it is completely possible to have a great career in the arts. And if you ever want to tune in and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just check out the schedule over at facebook.com groups slash artist academy every Tuesday to catch us on live. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time six-figure art business. With weekly trainings that include step-by-step proven art business techniques, plus painting tutorials from yours truly (laughs) and other guest artists who are masters in their field, you will be well-equipped to learn and grow into the highly skilled and highly profitable artist you know you're meant to be. I've figured out what it takes to build my own six-figure art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. It's not hard, but it does require your time and dedication. So if you're up for the challenge, go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. This week's episode features Florida-based muralist and gallery owner, Alyssa Marie. I was referred to Alyssa by one of my Artist Academy Advanced students, Alyssa England, who just raved about how positive, ambitious, and overall amazing Alyssa is. And she was right. (laughs) Alyssa is one of those infectiously positive, instantly friendly kind of people. She's living the dream in Florida, running her own gallery, staying busy, doing all of the things that come with working for yourself, and doing it all with a smile on her face. (laughs) She hasn't been full-time for that long, actually, just about three years, and it only took about six months for her to get there and get up and going. She mentions how she dove headfirst into this artist's life, said yes to every thing to gain momentum and now has an awesome art business in the sunshine state. But let me know what you think about this week's episode with Alyssa Marie. So can you start by just kind of saying a little bit about yourself, where you're located for anybody who doesn't know you and yeah, just how you got into the arts. Absolutely. Uh, My name is Alyssa Marie and I'm in St. Pete, Florida, originally from Denver. And I got into art because I was really always interested in it. I was always asking for art kits when I was little, whether they were any medium you could think of, pastels, markers, um, charcoal, I mean, anything you can think of. I wanted it. I just wanted to create. And then moving to Florida was when I really got into it. So that's where I'm at. And I'm right by the bay, right by Tampa Bay in St. Pete. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. It's dreamy. <laughs> yes, I've, I've always thought to myself, I'm like, I'm going to move to Florida one day. And then I just ended up staying in the Midwest, which is good too. But I, I love Oh, it's you. incredible. What's the weather like down there right now? Gorgeous. My husband and I just did a, a ride over one of our bridges that we have here. And we saw more dolphins than we've ever seen in a ride. And all these rays coming up and swimming right on the surface. We saw 
blue crabs like swimming along the surface catching little things and it was unbelievable so oh it's gorgeous. Gosh. I think it was like 84 when we were out. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Oh, that's, you're, you're living the dream. That is so amazing. <laughs> so uh, my first question on here is, what is the tipping point that took you from hobby to professional artist? Uh, moving to Florida, I was working as a graphic designer and that's what I went to school for. So I was doing graphic design for some big firms in Denver and then moving to Florida, I said to myself, okay, I'm moving, I'm going to be in a new state. This is kind of my opportunity to rebrand myself. And if I want to get out of, you know, sitting at a computer with headphones in my ears all day, designing on a screen and, you know, kind of really embracing the fine art, this is my time to do it. So I had no hesitations. We, we moved out here three years ago and neither of us had a job. We had no plans. And I just delve, I dove completely into it. I had had a few commission jobs that I was working on in Denver a little bit. I mean, as many as you can with a full-time job. And so once I got here, I just, that was all I did. And I promoted myself and I, I just said, I am looking to do paintings. This is what I want to do. And I didn't say no to anything in order to kind of get myself out there and get my name out there. And that was definitely, it was very easy because I was so excited and so passionate about making it my full-time thing that it happened very easily for me. So I'd say about about seven months into living here, I was working as a full-time artist and didn't have any other little side graphic design jobs that I was doing freelance. I love it. I love it. I think that's so cool. And I, I just want to touch on a couple things. Um, you mentioned you were like rebranding yourself and I just want to talk about that too. So you're very much like a Floridian artist. You post <laughs> a lot of like water, a lot of animals and stuff like that. How intentional is that? Did you know that that was going to be your niche when you just started out or what do you think? It's funny. I wish I had it right next to me to show you. So I got this little book when I was seven. <laughs> Oh and gosh. people will recognize this because everyone had one of these. What's the title? And it's, it's like backwards on the screen. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, I just want to show you one thing. This yeah. will make a lot of sense. So I was seven and I lived in Colorado and I was painting dolphins, like drawing. <laughs> I was absolutely obsessed with anything nautical, like as young as I can remember. So it was absolutely intentional. I've wanted to live by the water for as long as I can remember. My parents moved from the Midwest to Denver for the mountains. And so you'd think I'd be more of a mountain artist. And I have done some landscapes and stuff that are very Colorado based, but moving out here was like, I was just inundated with inspiration with the wildlife that's everywhere, the birds, the dolphins, the ray. I mean, everything you see is just so abundant in color and life. And I love it. I could paint Floridian anything for the rest of my life. And I don't think I'd ever get bored. <laughs> I love it. And I, I love that you're sticking to, you know, what you've loved since you were a kid. And I think a lot of people kind of go up, go about it as they try to make money selling art. They're like, what's going to sell? And they're like, and then they miss that whole like, okay, what did you like when you were a kid? You know, what do you like right now? Like, whether it's certain colors or certain animals or certain whatever. And I love that you're just like, you're like, yep, this is what I'm about. This is what I've always been about. And I'm doing it. <laughs> Oh, the passion bleeds through and people feel it. And that's why they spend the money, I think, because art is a dime a dozen. There's artists everywhere. And the ones who are really, really passionate, it's really it's the energy that you're purchasing. I I believe that when I when my collectors are purchasing originals, I think it's my energy that they're taking into their homes as much as it is the painting, of course, and the composition of the elements on the canvas. But 
it's the energy you see someone's personality and you think about that artist every time you look at the piece and so i think that has just as much to contribute as the painting itself so true that's so true such a good point <laughs> <laughs> so what makes up your typical work day how many hours do you typically spend painting this is a question that i like i wonder about every artist so i love to ask <laughs> <laughs> my life is crazy i um Aside from the oil paintings, I also do murals with my husband. So we travel all over the country and paint these giant murals for residential and business, you name it. And so uh, my days vary every single day. Pretty much I try to carve out time if I've got a lot of commissions on me. The day kind of looks like I wake up, I get my coffee, head into my studio, and I have the most inspiration first thing in the morning. Like eight, nine o'clock. I love that. I love like before I've eaten anything, I just have my coffee. I bring it in my studio and I, I start putting stuff to canvas. That's my absolute best time. So I'll put in about three, four hours. Um, I don't typically paint all day just because I do so many different things. I'm able to kind of scatter myself among them all. And that's kind of my most efficiency hours anyway, are in little chunks of three or four. And I remember when I started painting full time, I thought that that was so wrong. Like you have to paint all day. You have to do your craft all day long. And I really think that there's a maximum amount of time. And I think people have done studies on this too, saying that some people are, you know, morning people, night people, whatever your time is. If you're an entrepreneur and you're lucky enough to explore your craft in that hour, you know, a certain amount of hours chunk, I think that that's great. So that's kind of what I do. It's mostly mornings, I would say, like nine to one are my favorite times to paint if I'm in the studio. Murals are a whole nother animal. So I can tell you about how those work too, if you want to hear. Yeah, for sure. I love, I want to hear all of it. Yeah. Sure. So um, murals are a little bit different. We really like to project if we can. So I design the concept first on my iPad and Procreate and I draw it out and then I go back and forth with my client of making changes, making little edits to get it perfect and I, I draw it right on their wall. So I go out and take a photo of the wall, take it down, draw you know whatever the concept is gonna be right on top of it. We go back and forth for a while and then we'll go out really either early morning or late, it just has to be dark and we'll project that image up on the wall, trace it out, then we go back the next day and just start filling in and filling in Every job is different. So if I can't get the projector close enough, then I'll just grid out the entire wall, just like I would a painting, you know, kind of a classic style of how to get your sketch down. Um, and those usually take about a week to two weeks. So when we're doing a mural job, we have to chunk it out a little bit differently. And for those, we are working very long days every day until it's done. Unlike my studio where I can kind of, you know, come in and go and come in and go. Yeah, for sure. And I just say we do things exactly the same. Like I do large murals as well. And I do that exact same thing. Take a photo, um, do like a quick, quick mock up and then do like a projection just because I mean, it like a lot of people will be like, you know, it's it's cheating to project. And I'm like, no, like you're getting it exact. You don't have to waste time. You don't have to you can the client can see it on their wall. And that's that's it. There's no like, hey, I, I was hoping this was going to be bigger or something. So I love just to hear that we do it so alike. Great minds think alike. I love it. Cool. That's good to hear. I know. I remember I remember my husband and I feeling the same way that people were going to dog on us for using 
a projector. But then we learned that almost every muralist uses a projector and you have to, when you have such a large job, you want it to be absolutely perfect. I mean, there's no room for error when you're painting that big. Exactly. No wasted time. Yeah. So can you talk us through your painting? Pro oh, actually, you kind of just did that. Talk us through your painting process. Is there any methods or techniques that you picked up through the years? Um, is there anything besides that method? Or Oh, I mean, I'm constantly, you know, picking up different things from other artists that I follow. And I took a few fine art classes in college with my graphic design degree, but only, I think, three. I did like a figure class, you know, charcoal drawing and maybe even just two, only a few. And um, so when I decided to go into it full time, I was like, where am I going to get, you know, info and lessons and advice from? And so I just go and follow other oil painters that I admire. And I've kind of apply things as I go. I try to do workshops and I do plein air groups all over and I learn new techniques. I mean, constantly. I think that's the beautiful thing about art is you never reach that point. If you do, I don't think that you're really, you know, so obsessed into it because there's, there's so much to learn. You can learn and keep advancing your techniques and your skill level for a lifetime times 10. I mean, there's just so much out there. So to get all of that and apply it to your own passions and what you're obsessed with and what you want to create, it takes so much time. So I'm, I mean, every single day I'll find a new tip or a new trick, or I'll learn about a new color palette or new brushes. But as far as my method, yeah, my method's kind of been the same. I've learned to really stop worrying about what I think I should be doing and just do exactly what works for me. And that's that 100% success. For sure, for sure. Yeah, and just to comment on that a little bit, I like I interview artists of all ages and like I like 60 and 70 year old artists and they're just like, they're, they say the exact same thing. They're like, we're still learning. Like, we don't know. And I'm like, oh, like that is so cool. Okay. I know. <laughs> like, wow, I got a lot of years of learning ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it's never done, which is kind of fun. It kind of it keeps it fun. <laughs> totally. So w what is the one thing you don't like to paint without? A window. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a window. Definitely natural light. Um, my husband and I had a gallery for some time downtown St. Pete, and where my studio was in the gallery was in the back, and there were no windows. And I just went crazy, and I tried to replicate natural light with bulbs. And although there's so many, you know, daylight five, six thousand K bulbs out there that you can buy that are supposed to emulate daylight, they just don't. And it's it's great light for the for the painting but I noticed that I feel like a void in my soul if I can't look outside like I've got a window to the right of me here and I can see there's a pond next to our house and there's ducks out there and egrets will come down and pelicans fly and there's just so much life out there and that is definitely what I couldn't go without like I can go if I'm really into it I could care less if music is on or a movie is on in the background. I I wouldn't even know because I'm so into the painting. But having something to look outside in nature is my all-time favorite thing. <laughs> I love it. And I, I was actually just noticing that. I noticed light in a lot of people's photos and videos and stuff. And I was just like, I was like, man, the lighting she has on her video is really great right now. <laughs> oh gosh, thank you. <laughs> yes, I, I love natural light as well. That's that's awesome. Okay, so are there any art lessons you've learned the hard way? It's funny you say that. 
probably I used to project my own oil paintings when I started and I would get so many commissions for people's dogs or motorcycles or really technical things. And I would project all of those because I never learned how to grid or really how to freehand because I didn't do any sort of freehand drawing classes or anything. And I regret that because now I don't, I don't regret it. You know, everything takes us to where we are today. But now I'm in this mode of really, I want to get good at freehanding. Like I want to get good at the basics so that I don't have to rely on the projector because there's so many times when I want to sit down and draw and I've, I, if I'm so reliant on the projector, especially with the mural side of things, and I bring those to my canvas pieces, I feel like there's a different sense of life in my paintings when I've freehand sketched it or when I've projected it. So I haven't projected a painting on a canvas for probably about a year now, but it was a big learning curve for me to go from using a projector, which is so fast and easy to trace something out, to freehanding it because it was like my brain was being totally you know, twisted through something that I had never really done before. Yeah. And so, yeah, that I, I'd say that was what I learned the hard way was I leaned on the projector for so long that when I decided to come out of it, it was, it took a while and that learning curve was huge. So I'm really, really glad that I don't use it for my canvas pieces anymore. Although I love using it on the murals. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I totally understand that too. And it's like whenever you use a projector for so much and then like you can't use it, it kind of throws you off. You know, you're like, oh, okay. And then you kind of have to, it takes a lot longer, but it's almost just like more satisfaction too of like, it oh, is. I can do this. Like if I totally, to. like I, I totally got to the point that I was like, I doubted myself and I forgot that I knew what I was doing, like that I was drawing dolphins at age seven, you know, freehand. And you do, you get so, I think in, in this day and age with technology advancing at the speed that it is, we get so reliant on our phones and even Procreate. Like I, mm -hmm. I do my mock-ups in Procreate. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the app, you just double tap it with two fingers and it deletes whatever you did. It's amazing. And so if I'm not happy with something, just like delete, delete, delete. It's so fast. And I'll catch myself doing that like on my phone or somewhere. It's ridiculous. So I'm trying to really make sure that I keep those amazing traditional habits of, you know, being really good at the basics so that I'm a well-rounded artist and not a millennial artist, I guess yes. you could say. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I, I love that you mentioned that too, because a lot of artists, like um, I was actually just on my story yesterday, like showing people how to do like stuff on Procreate for a uh, proposal that I was doing. And a lot of people will be like, what is that? That's so cool. But they'll get it in their head that like they need it in order to be, you know, at a certain level. And it's like, no, totally. you don't need it. Like we're, we're stepping back a little bit sometimes to be like, just so we're not reliant on it. So I love Yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite past project? Yeah, I think the first thing that comes to mind is I painted these um, sharks with flower crowns on their heads. Ooh. And they, oh my gosh, I... I, I remember it being kind of a turning point for me because we had owned an art gallery. It was it was under my name. It I was an artist run and owned. I worked there. I owned it. I had all my art in there. And it was beautiful. But I did catch myself painting a lot of what I thought people would want. 
And so one day I said, screw it. I'm just going to paint whatever I want. I'm going to do something really crazy and cute and do sharks with flowers on their heads. And I had not, like, I didn't see the idea from anywhere. I kind of liked the idea from We Have Two Pit Bulls. And I had seen the movement that pe- that photographers were doing of putting these gentle little flower crowns on pit bulls' heads to kind of lower the stigma of them being this aggressive breed. So I thought the same thing with sharks. And I was like, man, that would be really cool. I don't even know what the painting would look like, but I have this idea. So sure enough, I went and I sat down, I gritted it out and I you know, sketched it out. And I did these two paintings, one with yellow flowers and a hammerhead with pink flowers. And I posted them on social media and they just like went crazy. We had them in the window of the gallery and everybody was coming in because of them. And for the first time, really ever, I was like, oh my God, my idea is valid. Like my idea of what I want to create is actually stimulating attraction and people really care about what I want to do, not just me painting what I think they want to see. That was huge for me because I think that there's a lot of people that roam around in this area of constantly trying to please people through their art. And for the first time, I was like, this is it. Oh, my gosh, I can paint whatever I want. People will like it, what I want to paint. So that was huge for me. A local organization called Sea Shepherd, who they go out and protect all the wildlife oceans, they ended up asking me if they could get the shark with the yellow flowers to be put on a tank top. And since I was a graphic designer, I was able to cut out, you know, the shark with the flowers and put it on a tank. And then they they made my design. And so they sold all of the proceeds from that shark tank went completely back to Sea Shepherd. And that was huge for me. The news came and covered it. And so I got to do something I really cared about, which is all the wildlife, the animals and, you know, everywhere. And then paint something that was so original that was just incredible for me so i think that would probably if you can't tell by my excitement i think that's probably my past project and if you scroll back on my instagram you can see them the shark paintings so they're my favorite (laughs) i love it i i love that and yeah because i think people i mean they like to see you know familiar things pretty things sunsets like all that but when yeah when you create something that's so just like from you and unique. Yeah, that, I think that's where that's where the magic, and it's hard to find that too. It's like, it's hard to find what people will love. Like, it's like we don't really know, like we like everything that we put out, you know? And it's so funny, yeah. it's just like customer observation basically of just like putting things out and seeing what sticks. And it's just so cool to see something, your idea that sticks. And actually, I know exactly what you're talking about because I was looking through your Instagram feed and I was just, and I stopped on that one and I was like, that's cool. <laughs> so I know exactly what, what photo it is. That's awesome. And if you guys are listening on the podcast or on here, check out her profile and go see it because it's definitely worth it. It's super cool. Thank you. Yeah. So what are your, oh, um, so how do you get clients? I think that's like one of the main questions that I get asked and that a lot of up and coming artists wonder they're like okay you yeah know, you have this awesome career like how like how like where are they coming from referrals um Instagram like where are you getting most of your clients um I would probably say like 80 percent Facebook oh. uh I'm I, my Facebook presence is a lot bigger than my Instagram presence and so Facebook is huge for me and I'm in a page a local page here which I highly recommend artists to join their local groups, they're local, not only their art groups, but like their city groups. Like I'm in one called I Love St. Pete. And it has, I think, I don't even know, 40,000 members in it. So it's a pretty large group. 
And I post in there all the time, whether I'm doing my personal pieces or murals or commissions. And every single time I will get somebody come back to me and they'll either be a referral to somebody else or they themselves want a mural or they want a commissioned painting or they want to purchase one of my personal pieces or they go to the website to buy prints. Um, but really, I'm very loud on social media. I love social media. I keep my presence extremely positive. I don't flood it with anything yucky. I think that's big because people want to gain momentum when they're following you. And especially if they're gaining momentum on a positive note, I mean, that's just good for the whole world. But then kind of what I talked about with people buying your energy, that'll bleed into everything that you create, whether it's music or art, what have you. And people want a piece of what they feel when they see you. So that's kind of what I think about it. But I post about everything I do <laughs> and I'm very social even outside. If I'm out at the beach or I'm at a restaurant or anywhere, I mean, almost everybody I meet, I'll take out my phone and say, do you want to be friends? Are you on Facebook? I mean, I'm not shy to make new friends anywhere I go because we all strive for connection. That's what humans are here for. That's what everybody wants is to feel connected. And I love social media for that reason. I love it, love it, love it. It has been monumental for the success of my art. And that's it. I've never paid to advertise. It's all just been social media. And just like you, you just you just promote. People are so afraid to talk about what they're doing for, I think, either fear of failure or fear of judgment. But I would say just be fearless. Be absolutely fearless. Know that what you're doing is incredible no matter what stage you're at. Don't be afraid of that judgment. And just put it out there and people will come because people want you know, they want that. It's that push and pull of, oh, they have something I want to learn and they have this great energy. So that's it. <laughs> I, I love that. And like, yeah, I, I think a lot of people need that reminder as well. And even myself too, because a lot of times like I'll say, hey, yeah, I'm an artist, but I won't like go into it because to me, and I have to kind of talk myself out of it sometimes because to me, I feel like I'm like bragging because I'm at a point where everything's really good. And I don't, I don't want to be like, I did this and I did that. And, but it's not like, I just need to like tell myself it's not bragging. It's, it's just sharing and people want to know. And so, and whether mm -hmm. you're thinking of it that way, a lot of people think, you know, their art isn't good enough yet. And so that's why they don't want to share it. And so, yeah, I, I love that that's a really good reminder because I think we all, you know, like every artist that's an, that is an introvert, which is most of us, <laughs> um, they, we all kind of have this like resistance to sharing. And I love that. I love everything about what you just said. Also, um, just to highlight for everybody on the podcast, everybody on here, just go find your local Facebook page and join it. Because I don't even think that or I, I don't know if I'm a part of one, but I'm going to right after this. <laughs> You've it's huge. Me. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Yeah. And I think another one more thing on that topic. Yeah. It's, it's good to know that whatever you put out there, whatever stage you're at in your art, somebody is going to think it's awesome. And all it takes is that one or two people to egg you on a little bit to say, wow, this is so cool what you're doing, or oh my gosh, you're exploring art, how fun. And then you get this push. It's like a, when a wave like pushes you forward, that's exactly what it is. And you feel this, oh, cool, somebody likes my stuff. And then that'll propel you and keep you going and keep you engaged. So I think it's just one or two people just put it out. 
hold your breath, hit post, and just let it be there. And it's okay. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So this is my last question, and I'll let you get back to your busy day. But is there any advice that you give artists who want to make art their full-time career, but don't know where to start? Like, what's a good starting point? Ooh. Um, I would say, honestly, my number one piece of advice is to not spend a fortune on supplies. Uh, I think that people, you kind of touched on this earlier, people get really bogged down by thinking that they need that brush or that brand of paint or the right lighting or the right canvas or whatever. Just start with what you have because you will roll around in questions forever if you try to keep finding the right thing because the right the right tools for every artist are completely up to their own individual preferences and that's going to be completely different from you so i would say go on craigslist go on marketplace find a bunch of art supplies used Go pick all this stuff up for cheap and then play. Just play and don't be afraid of messing up. Because if you get stuff cheap, you won't be so worried about like, oh, I spent 40 bucks on this canvas at Michael's. I want to make sure that the end result is really good. No, don't do that. Go get a bunch of canvases for cheaper and play. And then you won't be so married to them. And you always create better work when you're relaxed and not stressed out. And on that note too, I would say, set up a space for yourself that is your absolute zen spot like whatever it is you want i i follow another artist that always said she makes sure she has a full belly before she starts painting and that's so true and so ever since i heard it from her i was like it does make a big difference when i eat a meal and i'm really full and satisfied before i sit down to do a painting because i'm never interrupted by hunger you know so i think that's good advice but just start don't stress about it stop looking at other artists and what they're doing because everybody's doing something different the more that i distance myself it's funny like all this social distancing but the more i distance myself i'm i'm very inspired by other artists but too much of looking at what other people are doing can stress me out and make me feel like my process isn't good enough so just do what you're flowing to do because if that artistic you know, vein is in your body, it's gonna come out. You just have to actually start and stop looking at Pinterest and looking at Instagram. Just do it and do it for cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. You should be a motivational speaker. Have you ever thought about that? Because <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, get it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I've, I've gotten that a lot. Maybe one day you'll see me on TED. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I loved every single bit of this. And I know a lot of Yay! aspiring artists and career artists will take a lot from this. And I really enjoy just getting to virtually meet you. I think you're awesome. So awesome you too. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to let you back to your day and I will talk to you later. Thanks again. Sounds good. Bye. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time six-figure art business. With weekly trainings that include step-by-step -step proven art business techniques, plus painting tutorials from yours truly <laughs> and other guest artists who are masters in their field, you will be well-equipped to learn and grow into the highly skilled and highly profitable artist you know you're meant to be. 
I've figured out what it takes to build my own six-figure art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. It's not hard, but it does require your time and dedication. So if you're up for the challenge, go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. If you review our podcast and send a screenshot of that review to me on Instagram, I am at art by Andrea Earhart. I will then promote your art on my story and tag you as a little thank you for helping me grow this podcast and our Artist Academy community. I have a reach of over 50,000 on Instagram. So this is a little help me to help you incentive. up. Also, if you ever want your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy to check out the schedule every Tuesday to catch us on live. I'll see you next week.